Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Leisha here joining you again, joined by my illustrious partner, Jeff Barr. Welcome, Jeff. Simon, good to hear from you and great to be on the podcast. We finally made it. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it has. And you know what? I'm happy to be in the guest chair today. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. You're, you're riding shotgun. So uh, that, that's how we're going to do. So we're going to talk about something interesting uh, uh, that all of our listeners can contribute to um, shortly. But I'm going to keep my powder dry on that one and, um, and just say, you know, Jeff, you and I have known each other for a while. Uh, but you are now the chief evangelist here at AWS. But um, it, it wasn't always so when you joined a small bookseller in Seattle a little while ago. Uh, certainly. It's been a really interesting journey to get here. And I have to say, it starts out a while before I even came on board at Amazon. I mean, it goes way back to the beginning of my career, if you want to hear that far back. Let's go back. Let's go back in time. <laughs> All right. So... Thinking back even to my first job, I, when I was a teenager, I worked at a little retail computer store in Seattle. This was in 1976, 1977, when personal computers were brand new. And I remember somehow being invited to an event and asked to give a little talk about what what we had to sell at the store. And even though I was a pretty shy teenager, I was actually pretty happy to do it. And I remember my mom going out and helping me to buy a nice corduroy suit and getting all dressed up for the occasion. <laughs> No, nothing better than corduroy for an occasion, that's for sure. No. That's true. Um, we, we, I started from there and then a couple different jobs. I found myself in technical roles, but sometimes frustrated with, with what I saw as the lack of actual marketing on the part of the rest of the, the company. These were often in, in some startups where, where budgets were modest. We didn't actually have a lot of marketing resources. So I would often take it upon myself to be the one to go out and speak at events and conferences. And that was really, I got my start being very comfortable just just taking any kind of technology, understanding it and explaining it. Fantastic. Well, I, I know from, from personal experience, you know, I talk to a lot of customers and they they say that their their first contact with AWS was from either a, a Jeff Barr blog post or, or seeing you speak at, at a particular event. Etc. Um, you know, tell me, what was it like, you know, writing those very first blog posts at the the dawn of AWS, if we can call it that, um, where you know we didn't have a huge user base because we didn't exist yet, and um, and and the services were were kind of pretty fundamental and basic at the time. Tell tell us what that was like compared to where we are today. It was really challenging because I'd always, I think, wanted to be a quote writer, but I never thought that I had the actual skill. And in fact, earlier in my career, people had told me that I really wasn't all that good of a writer. And so for anyone to predict based on those early, that early negative feedback that I'd end up writing for a living would have been kind of a big surprise. But fortunately, the people here believed in me. And when I first went to Andy Jassy, and I said, Andy, I, I want to, I know that we're about to launch a lot of services as the evangelist, I would love to use a blog to communicate with our users. Andy was very open and very receptive to the idea. But at that point, they're really we're talking going back to probably 2003, early 2004 at that point. There really wasn't anything I could point to and say, I want to do it just like this except for our services. Because at, at that point, blogs were great for self-expression and for people writing about themselves and their hobbies and their thoughts. But the idea of using it to launch products was was kind of new. Mm, mm, definitely. And I think the concept of 
not just launching a product, but but showcasing the product. I think one of the things that, that certainly I found quite accessible about the blog and the format that, that you initiated was that there's lots of screenshots. It's a step-by-step thing. And I think one of the, the nuances and things that customers love about using AWS is that when we announce a feature or a product or a capability, they can use it straight away. So, so the blog became a really important tool to say, not only is this capability available to you who's reading the blog, but here's some really easy starting steps of how to use this particular capability and why you might use it. Right, and that's very good to hear. And I think that represents, for me, what has always worked is to be, in order to feel genuine about what I'm writing, I have to get firsthand experience with it. I, Even though I love to speak to the product teams and the product teams tell me a lot of great things about their product, I only feel authentic and legitimate as a blogger when I've had that actual hands-on experience with the service. And to the greatest extent possible, I continue to do that. It's a big challenge because the services get more complicated and whatever programming and architecture skills I once had, the half-life of those kinds of things is pretty short when you're not doing it full-time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's true. It is, it is tricky. In that, you know, one of the things that, that is really interesting about the growth of AWS um, driven by what our customers want to see is the sheer number of different services, et cetera. And I, I certainly remember where as a solution architect, it was it was possible to be pretty deep across every single service we had. Like it was almost worn as a bit of a, a badge of pride if you could answer detailed questions on pretty much every service. And, and I'd say those days are long gone for even the, um, the finest solution architect because there is just so many things you need to be across and so many things that we cover. You can't possibly be deep in absolutely everything. So um, you kind of got to dip your toe in from time to time and, and remain relevant, that's for sure. Uh, exactly. And I would say that I was very, very lucky to be able to just start from the very, very beginning mm-hmm. and just yeah. kind of grow up with the services. And I, instead of having to just be have 30, 40, 50 services just thrown at me all at once, the, <laughs> the model and the story really built up in my mind over time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to do those things gradually. It's, it's funny, there's many things in life uh, where it said, you know, when's the best time to start? And you say, well, the best time to start would have been about five years ago, but the second best time to start is today. <laughs> so, so if you can't Precisely. have started five years ago, then, then today probably works pretty well. So this actually leads us to something really interesting, which is you are posting a massive amount of blog posts. There's We've had more feature and capability releases to date this year than ever before at the same time. Um, the, the rate of change is, is doing nothing but increasing, which is fantastic because it's great for our customers. But that also means that our ecosystem of what other people are doing in terms of information is growing and changing as well. And and you realize we've sort of reached a very important inflection point where we need to open it up more. So that brings us to the topic of today's conversation, which is the week in review. Perfect. Give us some context. Talk us about how our listeners can contribute to that and be part of that. All right. So back around 2012, as I'm writing posts every day, it suddenly came to me that something interesting happens, either a launch that we do or something that a partner or a blogger does. There's pretty much something interesting happening every day. And I, I came back from a vacation and I realized that the previous week had been pretty eventful and that there had been, I think, Monday through Friday, there'd been four or five different things happening. So as a recap, I wrote the first post and I called it the AWS Week in Review. And I, ha- I think I had four things for the entire week, but I mm-hmm. got a good response and people said, oh, that's kind of neat. I, I see that, that it's a very dynamic kind of a, an environment. Things are happening. The next week I, I started to write. I started evolving the format. 
And I, I think there was one day where I didn't have something from AWS. And so I just happened to have a blog post on my feed reader. And I said, okay, here's a cool post someone else wrote to, to fill in for a day. The, the next week and the next week, I just continued to add more material. I, I would scrounge up material myself. I s- subscribed to every, every cloud-related blog and everybody that was writing about AWS. And so my own repertoire started to grow pretty quickly throughout the, the first year or two. Mm-hmm. So, so and, that was and, that was and, great, and, and I know just just as a side, I know it became a real reference point for a lot of um, customers who who just you know they for one of a you know of time they just didn't have time to check on a daily basis, but it meant they could kind of do a quick catch up even on a on the on the train home on a Friday, and they could be reading that that summary post and say, aha, that's what happened. Right, and so I really had two separate desires. And so I, I first imagined it being used in in that way to make sure that people caught up and that they didn't miss anything. But the second was I, I thought of those people reading the post. And then most of those people were probably the thought leaders in their group or their organization. And they probably wanted to kind of communicate to their, their peers or maybe to their management a sense of how active and vibrant the AWS ecosystem was getting. So I kind of imagined them passing along and sharing this post and saying, look, look how how in- interesting this is, five or 10 interesting things seem to happen every day. And I, I have gotten some good feedback from customers that say they've used it in exactly that way to communicate the the intensity and the, the vibrance that's associated with, with the AWS ecosystem. Fantastic. And so it got to a point, though, where you realized you've got to take it to the next level. So uh, how have you done that? Right. So what happened is back around April, the the five minutes it took me to write the first post had slowly, incrementally, but steadily grown to be about five hours worth of work on Monday mornings. And it was mm-hmm. mid-afternoon on Monday. And I said, said whoa, I'm, I'm still copying and pasting and organizing here. Maybe I actually don't have this much time to devote. And so I published that one. And then I just, without even a lot of conscious decisions, just kind of stopped doing it for a week or two and immediately started getting tweets and emails and requests from people in the hallway that says, hey, what happened? We <laughs> like it. We value it. Uh, please bring it back. And I, I kind of took that all into account for a while and was thinking, how could I make it a little bit easier to produce? My first my first idea, I, I took my, my RSS feed list, the OPML file, and I wrote a little bit of Python to try and turn that automatically into, a, into something that actually sounded somewhat human. And that that didn't work as well as it did in my head. I had a great idea, <laughs> but um, once I coded it, it was it gave me a lot of things I still had to go in and manually edit. So I set that aside, and then I th- there's been a lot of discussion inside of the AWS team about ways to make our our individual work and our groups work a little bit more scalable. And we often use the word self service, but talking a lot about within marketing, we have a lot of teams that that put together various programs and various options. The teams can't do their work on behalf of every different service. So instead, what they'll do is they'll they'll set up a way to let each individual team do whatever that particular marketing function might be, and that's how they scale as the as the number of services continues to climb. Mm-hmm. So 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 thinking in that nature, uh, it just occurred to me one day. I said, "Well, why can't I get the community to help me out?" Because I, I did get a few emails that said. I love the weekend review. Is there anything I can do to help? And suddenly I said, you know what? I could put all this into GitHub and I can make this into an open source project and I can simply invite contributions and see what happens. 
I, I went ahead and got it's the, the requisite. It's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy enough idea. It might just work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So, so I we do have an open source team and a process here within the company. So I went and and discussed with them, and they were they were very receptive to the whole idea. I, I didn't tell them, however, that I'd never used GitHub and that my my most recent source <laughs> code control. My most recent source code control experience had been with CVS, which most of your your um, listeners probably never even heard of CVS. It was way popular back in the 1980s, I can assure you. I was so big. It I was big in the day. It, it was, but I, I really didn't understand GitHub. I vaguely knew what a pull request was. I didn't know a whole lot about merging, but I took it and said, you know, there's, there's always something new to learn. I'm going to learn as I go here. So just about a month ago, as we're speaking, I put out the first blog post and said, the weekend review is now open source and I invite your contributions. And within a day or two, things started to show up. The pull request started to show up. And at that point, I'm like, oh, pull requests. Now what am I supposed to do? And I was literally <laughs> like learning, learning on the fly. At first, I had my EC2 instance and I'm, I'm doing all the Git pulls and the Git merges and the Git ads. I'm doing it all from the command line. And it's, it's taken a little while. And I, I hadn't even fully ex- explored the 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 git gui and i realized that most of the merges as long as there was no merge conflict i could do it totally from the mm-hmm. the, the git web page the github web page exactly. which made it a whole lot easier let me tell you yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah so i started doing that and i i'd have to go back and look but i think we went from uh, last week i think we had somewhere between 20 and 25 different contributors uh, some of whom were outside the organization some were in partners and some of them are, are my colleagues inside the organization. So in, in addition to the outside world contributing, my own contributors that are just within 10 or 15 feet of my office sometimes, they're also submitting pull requests. So yeah, this it's, is... It's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty efficient way of, of gathering a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff together. And I know I'm, I've, I've become diligent now, I think, Jeff, in, uh, in putting in my request. It's, it's one of the ways you and I get to speak to each other through the pull request. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that. And I... I, I, it's really neat to see the momentum building. It's nice to see that week over week, we seem to be getting more content. I can see that some people have taken it upon themselves to submit just not their own content, but they're willing to go out and find others' content and put that in there as well. I'm I'm super appreciative when that happens. There, there's clearly a few leaders already emerging of people that are, are really helping out a lot. There's still mm-hmm. plenty of room to contribute more. Uh, the week before last, I actually put out a little note on Reddit and I said, the, the top contributors to the weekend review between now and reInvent, I'll be happy to sit down with all of you and, and let's have a contributors lunch together. And so I, I think it's really a, a nice, simple thing to do to thank everybody and to hopefully build up the community a little bit. Absolutely. It's, it's a great way for, you know, a lot of people are creating some really interesting content and useful content, and it doesn't always get the uh, platform maybe it deserves, but this is, you know, something that's read by so many people and, and is so uh, well viewed that it's a, it's a great conduit for that. And then the process is, is really easy. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, if, if, your, if your GitFu is fantastic, then command line's the way to go. But uh, if you just want to jump onto GitHub, click on the edit button, make a change, Put in the pull request. It's so easy in the in the in the console. It's like that's kind of how I do it. It takes me literally two minutes each week. Uh, to, agreed. Uh, to and so I, I I totally once I got the hang of it, it's very very quick to to do the routine merges. Now, one interesting phenomenon I can already see emerging is that certainly people are figuring out that the weekend review is a great way to publicize their content, and I'm getting the sense that they're creating content specifically so that they can link to it from there. I know that people are telling me that they think. 
one day or another day seems to be better for them to to put their content. I'm not going to spoil things and say which day they think it is because that would <laughs> that would unbalance it. But uh, that's interesting. People that, that, could be, that could be that could be a debate over the over the dinner table at uh, at reInvent by the sounds of things. It, it certainly could be. And um, but I I really appreciate all the contributions. It's been a a neat learning experience. I think we've created a nice. We, you know, we have that phrase "virtuous cycle." We talk about a lot of different things at Amazon, and I found that the virtuous cycle, as I'm getting the pull requests, I I read them, review them, merge them in, always write just a, a quick one or three word thank you to the to the submitter, and I, I have to think that little tiny bit of positive encouragement is going to help things to move forward. Absolutely, absolutely. So, where do our listeners find this uh, in GitHub? What do they search for? Okay, it's just the the AWS GitHub, and then it's called AWS Week in Review, uh, separated by dashes. Easy, and it's it's pretty straightforward. Although you've added a, a little bit of extra capability, so things like um, some short URL codes, etc., to make it easy for people who are posting on a regular basis. As That's well, right, so. and th- there's no need for anybody to use the short URL codes. But once they figure them out, it's actually it just eliminates a little bit of typing and so just from this morning when when i when i got up this morning i was actually up at 4:45 um there were zero pull requests and as of now which it's just about 12 hours later not quite 12 hours later i've already got six new pull requests so that's just awesome to see Fantastic. Well, the, the good news so is I'm going to add another one to your list at some point today as well. So and I'm just wondering if, if I put a if if I put a a post on the Week in Review about a podcast talking about the Week in Review, does that create a singularity? Like, is that one of those temporal um, things that we have to be I, aware of? I'm, I, I'm, sure. I'm actually fearful that the universe might implode upon itself. So we'll, we'll try it, and if it does, we'll just hit undo very quickly, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll exactly, back out from there. Exactly. And, actually, I'll, I'll be it would implode. For that change. That'll be- but but wouldn't that happen first in Australia? So we'd have a little bit of time to catch up and see it. Ah, we'd see that's the, true. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Yeah, Everything we'd see that event horizon. That's for sure. Well, we'd see the event horizon approaching us, and we could very, very quickly take out that uh, that change. In fact, there's a there's an undo here that says undo undo universe ending merge request. Okay, we'll just click on <laughs> that one, and we'll we'll be good. We love it. So everyone should check that out and contribute where you can. And we also um, you mentioned uh, reinvent. So reinvent is coming again this year. It's going to be bigger than ever, isn't it, Jeff? I mean, this is going to be huge this year. It's going to be awesome. I don't have any numbers as far as the the attendee count, but I do know that the teams are actually lining up outside my door, giving me the the press releases, the frequently asked questions, and whitelisting me for services, and saying, "We we want you to write a, a great blog post for us." And I'm going to do my absolute best to uh, rise to the occasion and crank out 10, 20, 30, 40, however many posts we need. We'll do it. Fantastic. It's, it is it is a great event. If you can get over there, um, do so. I'll be there. Jeff will be there, of course. Um, if you can get over there, it's a great chance not just to go and see a whole bunch of really interesting sessions, but to meet a, a whole lot of really interesting people and partners as well. So it's just a, it's a, it's a pretty phenomenal uh, thing and it just, Keeps on getting bigger, but the thing that I like is we're trying to evolve it to make it even more relevant to those who go. So, um, yeah, it's not not your average conference, that's for sure. Agreed. And really, we always try to focus on learning opportunities. This is not for AWS to market to our customers. This is really for our customers to show up in Las Vegas and have an entire week where their brains are open and receptive, and we're just pumping them full of just as much information about all of our different services and how to make good use of those services as possible. Exactly, exactly. With a little bit of fun in the mix as well. Oh, there's some fun. There's some fun, that's for sure. (laughs) Hey, Jeff, thanks so much for uh, for riding the the shotgun seat today. 
and I uh, hope everyone uses that weekend review uh, even more frequently than before. Sounds great, Simon. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Jeff. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We love to get your feedback, AWS Podcast at Amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.